Ladies and gentlemen, Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast is back. It's been a minute since I've been gone and France and I have been on this podcast together. Brother, it feels good to be back and cracking the mic. Feels good to see you once again. You know, we're doing this virtually over the FaceTime because we're being safe. We're not being bozos out here and risking our lives. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, we're back. And it's good to hear from you guys. So if you're out there, I hope you're staying safe. And uh, we're ready to get this thing cracking, man. LTBR Podcast. The FNV 500. Yeah. What's up, Playboy? It's funny you mentioned that uh, we're doing this to stay safe. And I feel like the only culture in the world that just can't help themselves to break social distancing is battle rap. And I've been so conflicted because on one hand i appreciate the artist taking the risk yeah i guess i but i i I also understand that this is how they survive so without any opportunities for them to perform or write then they're left without income and that affects their family and a lot of these guys are parents have households you know got a lot of people to provide for but Still feels all irresponsible. Still feels very irresponsible. And and it also kind of is a reality check where it's like, maybe Battle Rap should have never been your bread and butter, right? Or am I too harsh for saying that? You know, because you can't help yourself that you have a talent that people want to pay you for. You know, and if you're getting paid for that and you've been getting paid for that for the past 10 years and it's been consistent and you've been feeding your family like that, then, hey, man congratulations to you for finding a talent that people are worth people are willing to pay for you know nobody prepares for a pandemic like if you would have told me at the top of uh january hey man can you guess the list of things that might go down in 2020 a pandemic would not be on that list my brother like i wouldn't even be thinking about it you know but it's like there's so many other people in so many other fields that are out of work due to this thing that you know, you can't blame it on somebody's just talent for being able to battle rap. It ain't their fault. I, I, I do think it's like you, if you've been battle rapping for, like you said, 10 years, let's say five, 10 years, you're aware of like you're literally pay to hire, work to hire. And I just don't feel like one stream of income is sustainable for any field, let alone being an independent artist where you're not signed to a label. Even if you're not making music, like there's guys to go out and get it hosting, uh, <clears throat> ghostwriting you know uh <laughs> having the having their own content their own brand their own merch there's, there's a whole list of different things that an artist can do and a, a lot of guys have capitalized in many ways where like they're not putting themselves at risk like i see pat stay obviously doing all these interviews that is gonna obviously probably not monetizing them but they're going to lay the foundation Absolutely. for something else because he's probably got he he's probably taken care of he's like you know what I could do this to work on my artistry side, and it'll all pay dividends right. in the near future. Then you got guys like DNA, you got guys like Arsenal and Surf uh, hosting all these tournaments, right? 
a handful of guys doing the, the, the virtual battles and some are pay to battle me. And even though I kind of didn't like that model neither, at mm-hmm. least it was safe as opposed to like, let's link up on this rooftop. How do you, how do you feel about the rooftop environment getting together? Cause obviously we saw Jerry West and Suge, that's not social distancing. And I want to believe that the rooftop is just the two people in avocado, but there's still a, a realm of traveling that takes place. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't really see them being that far apart in the battle, to be honest. They don't look like a full six feet to me. And even if it is a full six feet, I know for a fact it ain't just the two battles <laughs> in the director there. I hear I hear the voices. I hear the voices. I've seen the bloop. <laughs> I, I see the bloopers. I, I, I know that rooftop has an audience. Brother, all right. When I hear everyone chiming in from all the big dogs across the URL going, Rooftop, rooftop. Oh, I'm down. I'm down. I'll come out for that. I'll fly out for that. The way I'm picturing this, it doesn't seem like they're flying out two MCs staggering them on different dates. A, logistically, it just doesn't seem to make sense. And B, it's going to take up a whole lot of time from Avo and the rest of the crew. And C, I just don't see Battle Rap trying to do that to, 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 to be that organized with everything. So now... In my brain, since I got so much time, I'm picturing this. Tay Rock lands, Averb lands, Sue Surf lands, this guy lands, everybody's there. You got to get hotels for everybody, right? You think these guys are not going to be hanging out all night drinking Hennessy and smoking weed and then showing up to Avocado's crib all to go on the roof, dapping hands, slapping fives, talking with each other. Then when you out in the land, you got you want to go out and about. You might want to meet some folks. You might want to go hang out with your homies out in Compton or Bompton, wherever you're going to. So you're mixing and mingling and then coming back onto that roof. These guys are not going to be staying six feet apart. It makes absolutely zero sense, friends. And I'm just thinking to myself, the NBA shut down because of this. And this is a league that's bringing in billions of dollars a year and they're like yo man we're not willing to risk it like it just doesn't make any sense and i'm just like are we not seeing real life people dying from this thing like i don't know about you but my folks know people who you know have contracted this you know uh we just saw cortez lost one of his close friends to this thing and are we not acting like we weren't just saying r.i.p fred the godson like a week and a half ago you know He's not with us anymore. Gone, son. Like Fred the Godson is dead. He's not coming back. He's not spitting another verse ever. He's never going to write another round again. His moms will never be able to kiss him goodbye. He passed away probably in a room by himself because you can't even be around him like that. And I bet you, you know, I don't. Let's say Fred was being a hundred percent safe. You know, it's not like you're sitting there going, well, I'm going to catch it. I'm going to catch it. Well, maybe some of us have to start thinking like, yo, the more I put myself out there, the more I could catch it. And the more that this could potentially end up happening to me, we're seeing people who are passing away from this thing and people are acting like it can't be them for some reason. I don't know. Maybe they're loud that they're smoking has some kind of antibodies in them that allows them to not catch this thing. But brother, you catch this thing, there's a good chance you might end up you know severely hurt or pass away from this and i'm just like yo before you get on that plane are you willing to sit down and write your family a letter saying dear family 
Well, we don't know if anybody's traveling cross country yet, even though there there's like people entertaining it, but it's not confirmed. It's not confirmed. But the the way that but, it's looking, I'm just saying. You're not surprised. You wouldn't no, be surprised. Yo, people sound excited to get on a plane and go do this thing. And I'm just saying, man, before you go, write your family a letter saying, Dear family, I'm about to get on this airplane. I know that I'm about to risk my life to go out here and battle rap. And if I end up passing away, I just want you to know that on this date, I chose battle rap over y'all. All right. So kiss my babies and let them know that I love them. All right. Peace. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, although, although I was kind of harsh. You sound very harsh too, where it's like I pick battle rap over date. you guys. What if this is the way they have? To, what, what if? What if? What if for the few people that this is the this is this is how they have to get it? Like this is how they have to go get Bro, their money. On that date, they chose battle rap. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, brother. Like if you if you get on that, that plane, it's not. It's, it's, it, it's not like they're, they're. It's not like they're spectating in the crowd to watch a battle. They're going to make money. Like we said, right? It sound it would be great if we would think these guys would just stay. I'm staying six feet. I'm going to my hotel. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna interact with anybody else. I'm just gonna stay in my hotel. Avocado's gonna give me the call. I'm gonna, you know, whatever. Take an Uber over there or or get myself over there because I rented a car, and I'm just gonna do my battle six feet away from this guy. Jump back in my car and go back to the hotel and fly back home. Right. Trying to minimize the chance if you had to legit fly out there, and make that bread. But that's not what's going to happen. We know what goes down once the function happens and battle is all, all around each other, especially if they haven't seen each other in two months, two and a half months. It ain't going down like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I just want everyone to be safe. So I know it sounds harsh, but if I don't put it out there like that in that letter form, people ain't going to think about it like it's that serious, man. And we are seeing people die from this thing. That's all I'm saying, man. Like, take this thing serious, B. At this point, it's really like, for the on the financial side of things, and look, I, I'm, I'm, we're not going to pocket or speculate here. I'm, I'm sure a short content battle of this nature or a virtual battle <laughs> ain't of gonna this nature. It ain't going to be a known check. I tell you that much. I mean, it, it might not be a big enough check for us to look at it as being like, oh, this is worth, obviously, all the possible things I could contract. But it might be a good enough check to say, well, all right, this month I can pay this bill now with this. Like, I, I live to see another 30 days. At this point, it's becoming survival. So, like, a part of me does get it. And at this point, I realize battle rap is just not going to stop because of it. Like, this pandemic is not going to cease battle rap as we know it, unfortunately. People are going to... Go for the small room route. I just hope they're taking the most precautions as possible. They're doing everything to mitigate risk because at this point, it's not going to stop. So I just hope everybody's safe that's involved. You know, you know? I, I agree with you, man. It ain't going to stop. It ain't stopping nothing. We see what's happening out here. Did you see these fools down in Atlanta out in the parking lot doing donuts 2,000 deep in the parking lot, turning up, fishtailing? And then what did we get? Bam, a I've seen, thousand I've, new cases, I've seen brother. The, I seen the neighborhood parties out in Cali too. <laughs> Shout out to RX. Listen, it looked like <laughs> it looked like Crenshaw O two. Come on, what are we doing? Listen, I, I, a lot of people in California are not taking it. It's like 
It's like almost like split in half where people are taking it extremely serious or they're far left where they're like, I'm not afraid of this at all and it's not going to stop me from right. living my normal life. And, and at this point, I feel like you don't social distance and take precautions mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. but for others, mm-hmm. right? Like because, if, because like if we both go outside, right, and we're not wearing a shirt and I drop a fucking, I don't know, I fucking drop a cup of water on you, you get wet, I get wet. If you have a shirt on, you don't get as wet. That's why you have the mask, people, so that you could keep these things oh, to yourself. I, I got you. I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> but you brought it back home. <laughs> now, you, I, listen, big, it, it, it's you have you have you have to be fundamental at this point. Like, it, you know, it, this, you know, it's funny, Vlad. There's a lot of celebrities now. Uh, I've seen like some women, some of the women yeah. is like on the real and all these shows. One woman was like. Her name was Adrian. Oh, she was like, uh, yeah. you know, when I'm in my house, she's like, when I'm, when I'm in my house, oh, I don't yeah, wash my hands. And then, <laughs> and this is before Corona. So now in my head, I'm like, yo, somebody needs to resurface this clip because this clip is going to age terribly <laughs> right now. Crazy, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in New York, right. I see the brothers are getting beaten up by the cops, and I see the cops handing out masks and gloves to. The lily white patrons out there in the park, man. I'm like, this thing just don't stop, man. What's going on out there in New York, brother? I was waiting for the coronavirus to be a catalyst of uh, racism. It only took a matter of time. I mean, a lot of countries are going through some shit where, like, even in DR, like, I sent you the video. A fire truck yeah. came out in DR and was literally like, all right, it's almost like the purge. It's like, all right, if people are not going to stay six feet apart and if people are not going to respect social distancing, we're going to yeah, wet you yeah. with our hose. I've seen that, man. Uh, that, that, that shit was like from a movie, Vlad. I, I was like, what man, am I watching here? We got, we got China, you know, the place where it started at. Wuhan got you all in check. They, they talking about the africans are spreading this they they just putting them out on the streets getting kicked out of their apartments you can't live here no more they couldn't go into mcdonald's people just being discriminated against i'm like what did the brothers do this started literally out here in wuhan and now it's the black man's fault i'm like yo we can't catch a break out here on this earth man like what the hell is going on like this is crazy i've also seen videos of like like YouTube, uh, like you know, channels or like personalities. Some of them are Asian, and obviously, if they're like at home creating content, they're mm-hmm. live chatting with people. They're doing all these little like web roulette rooms and like all these online platforms to like just increase their fan base, increase their interaction base. And a lot of them have been receiving uh, uh, an an unreasonable amount of racist remarks too. So they're getting the taste of it as well online. Now you know what it's like to be black. <laughs> get called names for no reason. You just try to live your life and be the best you. And you get attacked from all sides, all angles, man. Listen, friends, you know me, man. I'm from the other side of the island. And I came to this country in 86, brother. And I remember my folks had to march on the Brooklyn Bridge because the white man was trying to tell everybody that AIDS came from Haiti and Haitians were spreading AIDS throughout the entire country. Do you know what it was like growing up Haitian, having everybody think that you brought the, 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 the latest pandemic over to this country and have to survive that joint? Like, speaking, of, speaking of Haiti, I sent you an article. I sent you an yeah. article the other day. 
right? About about Haiti and DR, and it was really interesting. 6, Let me see if I could. Uh, it was reported six thousand cases in DR and only a hundred mm. cases in Haiti, and obviously this is a place mm-hmm. that shares the exact same island, just split just split mm-hmm. across a little line, and everybody's kind of like, well, what's going on? And then it's, it's pretty fucking simple. DR is a vacation destination, and people are still being thirst exactly. buckets to travel. All the European boys <laughs> traveling out there in their mankinis. <laughs> Everyone up here traveling down there. And so, so now it becomes like a big like reverse like everybody trying to go to Haiti, and Haiti's like, well, hold on now, All right? You ain't like all black ass before. <laughs> or try to come over here now, Mister Euro boy. Stay your ass on that side, man. <laughs> I remember when you uh, told me I had uh, 18 months right, to get citizenship. You know what I'm saying, huh? man? I hope the Haitians start beating their ass when they try to come over that wall. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's take My it bad, easy, brother. Man. You know I got the racial PTSD sometimes. Man. It was just kicking it right there, man. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but it's it's nutty, man. But all in all. I- all in all, I feel like we, we kind of got lost into the whole corona spill, obviously. And you can do that every single fucking day with all the updates and news. But in battle rap, it doesn't end. So I just hope everybody's taking Thanks. safe precautions. Uh, we did get some good rooftop content, we I did. will say, at least. you know. We did. Big shout-outs big shout to BDOT and uh, Rum Nitty having their battle on the rooftop. And I will say, if you put it on paper, they're going to battle in a quiet room setting. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would have not sided with BDOT on a poll a voting poll, and now B-Dot walks away victorious doing something that 10 other MCs mm. could not do, Vlad. He gave Rum Nitty his first clear loss on the Man, URL app. Shout out to B-Dot. Big salute, my brother. Yo, he's on fire, B-Dot. He's on fire, man. This is what folks want to see from you, a nice little mixture. You know what I'm saying? You're MCing, you're still doing what you do, switching the flows, doing all that. You being direct at Nitty is Rum always Nitty is ranked, got crazy up there. Rum is ranked number one on the app and number two mm-hmm. in total reactions. And you gave this guy his first clear loss. Like it wasn't like Nitty Nation tried to make it debatable and you won by an edge. Like Nitty Nation said, you know what, we cannot deny the fact that B Dot just got this win. And I feel like it might be the biggest quarantine that win so far. Fam. I didn't see the battle at first. I saw the, all the reactions on Twitter. I'm seeing people who are, I'm talking about card-carrying members of Nitty Nation going, I ain't going to hold you, man. B-Dot 2-1. B-Dot clearly got this round and that round. B-Dot, B-Dot, B-Dot. I'm like, whoa, what's going on right now? If Nitty Nation is saying this online, then it's got to be crazy. And Went and watched the battle and psh, the boy put on, man. So far, he has also the most quarantine battles. He's gonna. He's already had three with Mike P, Bill Collector, and now yeah. with, with B Dot. And Tay Rock's about to match that up. He's about to have three quarantine mm. battles himself with Big T, Mike P, and now just announced Tay Rock and T Top mm. on Caffeine. So I mean, even when they Caffeine gave us the live experience, it it felt a little better, right? It felt just a little better knowing everybody's kind of there watching it at once. And there's something that you and I have been saying Absolutely. for over a month now, France. We need this a lot. This is why watching the uh, Last uh, Dance has been so great. It's been a communal experience that everyone is experiencing in real time at the same time. We get to talk about it, bring more life to it. We know that you guys shouldn't be face-to-face battling right now but if we can watch it live and chime in you give us that feeling that we so desperately miss and need from battle rap and then we can 
we can excuse, you know, the Zoom format and all that because we're there and the, and not for nothing. There's extra pressure when you know people are watching live because if you fumble them, tweets are going to go up live. You don't get a chance to do this again. Well mm-hmm. said. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. Like, look, this sterilized thing where everybody's kind of just like battling, like, in this rooftop, whatever. If you're gonna create a sterilized card, which you already did with the three battles you guys shot at the rooftop, I would really say spread it out, right, to mitigate the risk, right? Shoot a battle a day, I guess, even though maybe it's more risky to be outside multiple mm-hmm. times, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe like if you make an entire window block where like the director's out outside from I don't know, let's say two p.m. till about seven p.m. Yeah. Five hours. These battles, Vlad, oh, don't take more than just twenty minutes. Stagger them joints, the, the, man. The, you you literally have to make like appointments, so not all the rappers can conjugate at the same exact time. And and I mean, they probably still will <laughs> wink, wink behind closed doors. But like, at least try your best to make it where it's like, okay, the two thirty slot, we're gonna have this battle. All right, cool. They they'll be done within an hour. The 345 slot is this battle. And then if you're going to do that to film four or five battles in one day, knock it out of the park where everybody's separated and scheduled to come do their job and leave. Because at the end of the day, too, Vlad, I will say, like, if you're going out to the grocery store, you might actually be at more risk going to a grocery store than just going directly to a rooftop and battling. I hear you on that. I do hear you on that. But even when I'm going into the grocery store, they're only allowing a certain amount of people. Well, in Trader Joe's anyway. I don't know how it's going down and all but but you know it takes a while. Like I'll tell you this much. Oh, yeah, you yeah. you finish your rooftop battle. If you if you're about business and you go in and out your with your rooftop no, battle, yeah, you'll, you'll go be in out. and out before no, you I, go in and out. You know what? You got that. I'm not even gonna argue that. You know, it So the, this this is why I feel like it's just like if you guys take the proper precautions and at least tell us <laughs> you're taking the proper precautions. Make lie us, to me, let, lie let to us me. know that you're <laughs> Let let us know that you're safe. Like that'll actually make me feel a lot better yeah. about everything, and and then they can create an entire sterilized quarantine card, stack all those battles, and then make a two three hour pay per view with like you know there are four or five battles, even though it's going to be ten minutes apart. You know, each, like if each battle is fifteen minutes, fifteen minute battle, ten minute break, mm-hmm. right? You can do the intermissions remotely. Like just have Jay Black in his crib and help him turn on the OBS. You know what I mean? Boom. Listen, man, it's a fan-freaking-tastic idea. We've been putting it out there forever, and ah, it, this is the perfect time now. This is what we've been waiting for, and that's all we're asking for, man. We just want you guys to really be safe out there and to, to really take precautions and just to know that this thing is serious, you know? But they can even set up a bunch of different tables out there. The rooftop is big. Set up four corners up there, space it out, set up, you know, a few chairs. You want to sit down by yourself there. You want to, you know, you can make it happen where you can still be safe. Get up and out of there, man, and make it back home to your family in one piece. I mean, also, too, like if you're an essential worker and you're outside for your job eight hours a day, you must have an extreme amount of risk, obviously. You know, and, and and there's a lot of essential workers that are still healthy. So, you know, like to our battle rappers, again, like I feel like you guys can get this job done efficiently. If, you, if your job is really to create content for the fans and be as safe as possible, there's an efficient manner where it could be done. But I, I just don't want a whole private audience. Like, don't turn this into a smack volume. It's called a quiet room for yeah, a reason. Yeah, 
on a rooftop for a reason. Absolutely, (laughs) man. Just be safe out there, man. But if it's going to get done and y'all going to do it anyway, be safe with it and bring us that content, man. The the funnest Saturday would be a battle rap URL event because the timeline uh, is like nothing else on a URL battle rap event day. And if they made it like real short, like I don't know, like let's say two o'clock to five thirty, you know, that's perfect time for me to like make my lunch, then go get dinner, and then go enjoy, you know, uh Jill Scott and Erica Badu at night. <laughs> <laughs> Break out the wall massage Tell me, oil, baby. Word. Tell me that's not the that's that's the oh, best Saturday man. in the world. And then the next day you get the and then and then the following day you get Last man. Dance. Break out the incense and all that, friends. This is about to be lit. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Last Dance, Vlad, episode five and six, I, I think is my favorite so far oh, in the whole documentary. Everybody loves the drama. Everybody loves the personal stuff that comes out. Everybody loves the slop. <laughs> Yo, it was it was interesting, man. It was very, very interesting. We got to get a peek behind MJ's maniacal gambling love. And um we got to see the dream team go overseas. We got to see I feel like it touched I feel like it so touched much so stuff, much. Man, that's like it helps you also to see the fabric of the man and, and you got to see the behind the scenes of what it's like to be the most famous person on earth at that time, man. You know, you got Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan. Like those are the two famous people. Like you you can't go anywhere and mistake Michael Jackson. You can't go anywhere and mistake Michael Jordan. And they're known all over the world just as much as one another. And you know, everyone loves Jordan, but then when you sit back and you go, damn, man, this man's living his life in a fishbowl, and you get to see what it's like, all those people around, it, it's a lot to deal with, man. What were your biggest takeaways? What did you love about this episode, brother? Well, episode five, it's funny. I feel like episode five touched on like five, mm-hmm. six different topics, and I'm kind of laughing at the first thing you point to was the gambling. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> Because episode five, obviously they had the Kobe moment, right? Then he talked about yep. the shoes. You talked, you talked about how the shoes blew yep. up within the culture. You talked about the politics. You talked about the overseas phenomenon, the motherfucking dream team, the Tony Kukoc behind the scenes issues, and, and, and it's just so much substance from that episode. Where I, I'm just like, I'm blown away by like literally. I'm actually blown away by how they were able to fit that much of a storyline into yeah. just 50 minutes. First off. But obviously seeing Kobe, you you got those chills. I love the way they talked about Kobe at the time. They're like, yo, that little Laker kid right there, he don't let the game come to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he he go out here and get his Kobe game. Was a player, man. <laughs> and then it was like it was like it was like he went four and he's still shooting. I love what Jordan was like. What if my teammate go four and I ain't <laughs> passing him the fucking ball. Rebound, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wasn't playing, man. Nah, and I love th- Oh, you still got you still you still got a little bit of Isaiah oh, Thomas still. Like, Yo, he said he lingering. hates him. Come on, because <laughs> the man didn't shake your hand. You still hate him in twenty twenty. Come on, brother, you got to let it go, man. You gotta let it go, MJ. You're MJ. You know, it's, MJ, let it go. You know, I, I can. You know, Vlad, I can relate. You know, I can really relate to like hating someone for thirty plus years. Dream team. 
no, 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 no. I'm saying like let's 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 time uh-huh. machine. 1992 summertime. I can relate to the roster being like, yeah, not right. that guy, right? Because obviously, once upon a time, LTBR, we try to really conjoin all of our brands with a lot of other yeah. battle rap media brands. And which we try to really become a transparent formula of like tracking battles, and it's a lot of egos and different ways of people mm-hmm. work and schedules and and types of content uh, distributors that like you don't ever get on one page, but you kind of know to yourself like, all right, if I'm going to work on a group project, I want to be with these people, but if this guy's in, I'm out. <laughs> now, I hear you, but apparently on the Dream Team, it was multiple people going. If this guy's in, I'm out. <laughs> Look, like, like if you if if somebody says like Henny Man, France, Black Compass, Ben, you know, shouts to Nico, Nico, we, we want you guys to work yeah. on something, but we need, we, we you know, Pate, shouts to Pate, we need you six guys to work on something, but the seventh guy is gonna be you know this person here with, with a YouTube channel that's only talking about Hitman Holla and his and his uh, his baby mama drama and all that stuff, and it's just like. Uh yeah, I really right, don't want to work right. with that guy. Because <laughs> all it takes is one to throw the whole it's like, vibe off, and you know these guys are—they haven't been to the Olympics in forever. And it's the first time that they're going back. It's like, listen, man, we don't need no bad vibes. We don't need no haters out here. We don't need nobody throwing this whole monkey wrench, man. Like, ain't nobody trying to be out here having a bad time, man. So. And obviously, the optimistic view would be like, we can get over it. We can work towards our common goal. It's bigger than that. But sometimes you're just like, you know what? That's too much potential. And I, I, like, I, I'm betting on what I already know. And I know that we don't have the chemistry to work well together. And if you, if Isaiah Thomas had issues with Scotty, Bird, you know, Magic, Jordan, <laughs> and that's probably four. That's probably four of the top five, six players at the Word. time, Yo, right? And I was watching uh, Jalen and Jacoby earlier, and the director let it be known that the Dream Team was actually looking to pick Joe Dumars because they wanted a defensive guard. But Chuck Daly is like, can I really pick Joe Dumas over Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> How's that going to look when we get back to Detroit? Like, it's going to look crazy. So even Chuck Daly's probably like, yeah, yeah that, that would look you cr- know what? I'm sorry, Zeke. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've been overruled, man. It's almost, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like, again, when you go back to that shit, we just said, like, the media yeah. representation. And, like, you say, like, I, I want Champion to be a representative. And then you, you get somebody like Mark, and it's like, wait, we can't get Jay Black? Like, if, I, if I'm going to get Mark to rep Champion, then I might as well get Jay Black. So I'm just like, uh, you know what? We could just vote Champion out. All right, man. Like, ugh, that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes, man. It's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But you know what I was always surprised about? They picked Christian Leitner over Shaquille O'Neal. And I was like... In, 19, in, 1990, in no, 1996? Yeah. In 92. Christian Leitner. Yeah. Because, you know, he just came off the championship in France. Dude, you got to jump back in a time machine with me. You know, I'm like 11, 12 years old. My heart just got crushed. These fools beat UNLV, you know, with Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman, you know, Greg Anthony. Wasn't sh- was it? Anderson wait, wait, wait. Wasn't Shaq just? Wasn't Shaq drafted that summer? He had re- he had nothing registered yet in the NBA logs. So was Kristen Leitner. <laughs> Hold on, when was he? Remember drafted, that Shaq man? song? Who's the top pick? Not Kristen Leitner. Not Alonzo Morning. Was <laughs> Shaq, baby? Of course, I'm You're right. I remember oh we lived in this. All the brothers were mad. <laughs> we were tight. 
we were like, how could this happen, man? I was Jalen Rose in my head at that time, man. I'm like, what are we doing here? Do we not see the most dominant force that's about to hit the NBA is available to pick, and you guys are rolling with Christian Leitner? Ugh. Nasty. 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 You see how, <laughs> what you see how those careers played out. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> hey, well, you, I mean, it was very top-heavy, though. It yeah, had Rod everything Thorne else was needed. Like, huh, you know who we need to get? <laughs> Christian Leitner. Hey, well, though, what about Shaq? <laughs> Christian Leitner just won a championship. Come on, guys. We got to get him. <laughs> Wrong. But, you know, the dream team was the dream team, though, man. Christian Leighton is just an asterisk on that. But, yo, I love the sneaker part, man. And you talked about it. You said how much culture was involved. I mean, from Spike Lee, Mars Blackman, the way the shoes just looked and how they were sold. And, you know, everybody pointed out, like Nas pointed out, Jordans changed every year dramatically. Just like hip hop changes dramatically all the time, and it's by, not by accident that the Jordan is the unofficial shoe of hip hop, man. And I don't even think Jordan mm. bought with hip hop like that, Shorty, but he'll take that. Hey, man, hip hoppers buy shoes too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they, 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 they. they... They shattered all expectations that first year. Plus millions sold. They thought they was gonna sell three million dollars worth of sneakers. But, but I, I want to ask you this, right? Because you obviously have a pair of Converse <laughs> weapons in your closet still. <laughs> when Converse curved uh-huh. Michael Jordan when he was a rookie, because obviously he said, "Yo, we can't put you next right. to Magic, Bird, Isaiah, Mikel." On paper, in '84. That no, sounds about right, ab- right? You can't do that. Right. It's absolutely right. <laughs> like you can't just be like, "Hey, uh, you see these legends that kind of single-handedly saved the NBA? Yeah, we're going to give you more money than any of them. We're going to give you your own personal signature shoe and market you solo by yourself and make you the biggest brand right here right now." It would have sounded a little bit crazy if you had all of those guys there. Not to mention Isaiah and all them cats there. It would have sounded crazy, you know, but Jordan, man, he chose Nike. I mean, Adidas told him straight out, no, we ain't rocking with you. Well, they didn't tell him no. They just they, they, they just didn't have no, what they, no. after, they, they needed. After so like- Nike put out the deal, right? Because they had spot built. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some, some shoe I never even heard of back then. Like, it's even older than my memory. I remember... Uh, Atonics, you know, Diodora, all them other kind of shoes. I don't even remember Spot Built. Like, that's that's crazy. You know, that that was some shoe OJ was rocking with that he was trying to get Michael Jordan, you know. I guess they must have had some kind of mental mm-hmm. connection there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, um, but Nike won out because they had the bigger marketing budget and they were willing to put more money and market him as a solo cat. And, um... MJ went back and called Adidas himself and said, y'all still don't want to give me that deal? And they were like, nope. And uh, so then, you know, they just totally sealed the fate for Nike. And then it's been history ever since, man. History Mm. ever since. Yo, you know what boggled my mind, bro? So in 84, right, he's playing all this time in the Jordan 1s. All of the games, all the games, playing, 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 Jordan 1s, Jordan 1s. 
he wears the same shoes, you know, 14 years later, and his feet were flooded with blood. Like, what happened? Like, what happened during that time, man? Like, how was he able to play in them the rookie year? But, like, 14 years later, his feet are drenched in blood when he plays in the same shoe. That's crazy to me. That's a good question, too. Uh, uh, I've I've read up that there's, like, this thing that he has actually one foot uh, half a oh, size bigger than the other. Where it's, like, one is, like, 13, the yeah. other one's 13 and a half. And apparently the problem was that that specific size that he yeah. wore that day was one size too small on each foot. <laughs> he busted this ass in the shoe that was one size too small? He probably didn't realize until at one point it's like, damn, this is why it doesn't feel right. He probably just jammed it in. Because Vlad, Vlad yeah, you, yeah. you're from New York, right? So you know New York. New York is the mm-hmm. capital of sneakerheads, right? Times mm-hmm. Square, Exchange. We we sneakerheads sometimes just to get things out the way to to get certain kicks or just to go play ball. We we fluctuate right. with our sizes, right? Like if I'm really a ten, sometimes I'll squeeze into a nine if I can't buy yeah. these sneakers nowhere else. My basketball sneakers are a ten and a half, even though I'm really a ten. Like maybe that happened with him where he instead of wearing a thirteen and thirteen and a half, he wore a twelve and a half and a twelve, and he's like, wait a minute, son, right. don't feel right here. <laughs> His feet were all taped up. He was like, man, I'm gonna still bust their ass. I ain't changing these joints. Wow, I didn't know that, man. How about how 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 about the fact that he wore him, had a whole pool of blood in his Crazy. damn foot, soaked, and was still able Crazy. to just keep that, scoring? That's the determination, man. That brother, he probably motivated him even more. He's like, you got my damn feet bleeding in these things. I'm gonna kick your ass now, man. Like he finds anything to continue to motivate him. He wasn't gonna let anything take away from his last time playing on his favorite court. He was going out in the blaze of glory on the next floor, man. Let me ask you too, man, as the health professional, since you are, you know, you're into all of this, mm-hmm. the fitness world. How in the world does Michael Jordan have a beer after the game, have a cigar <laughs> in between, doesn't fucking sleep, and performs at this level? Is this unhumanly? Is this he's like, gotta, this is unsustainable? Mo- uh, not really. It's not like. Listen, I don't know if he's a raging alcoholic or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? The man likes to have an adult beverage. Yeah, he can have an adult beverage. He likes to have a cigar. He can have a cigar. But he also trains very damn hard, man. Like, he's also putting in that work. It's not like he's not training and just waking up <laughs> on game night like, all right, man, you white bitches get out this bed. You know what I'm saying? Hennessy falling all over the floor. Right. <laughs> he just putting out the weed ashes. He ain't doing that. It's not like he's going to a battle. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's waking up. He's working out. And after the games, you know, after the workouts, he likes to chill. He likes to relax a little bit. But, you know, Mike, man, he ain't letting nothing take him off the focus of, doing what he needs to do. And if he needs a beer and a cigar to kick back and, and release some stress or, you know, gamble, well, it's all good, brother. Our favorite part of the documentary is when we saw Obama. We both text each other, like, <laughs> like it comes politics. to politics. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I just find it funny because, like, you and I have talked about this before. I think even way before the last dance, like we've talked about the the famous Jordan quote, the Republicans buy sneakers too, because we always talk about like sometimes right. like political figures and comparing comparing errors, like how this era now you have motherfucking LeBron with an I can't breathe shirt, and we're like nobody in the nineties wore a Rodney King shirt. <laughs> Hell no, brothers was like, where's my check? <laughs> and, and so I gotta ask you, obviously living through it, uh, 
almost 22 years ago and then rewatching it now and then seeing how woke our current NBA players are. Were you disappointed that he didn't speak up for Harvey Gantt when he knew he was going against a racist yeah, governor? All right. When I was a kid, I didn't know that homeboy was that, like, just flat out just racist like that. I just remember it. I remember it kind of like a cloud where, you know, you hear the older guys like, might no fuck with us like that. You know, like, he don't, he don't really care. He's not like, you know, Kareem and all those cats. But I didn't really understand, like, how heavy that was. You know, I just thought, okay, he didn't come out and support the brother. All right. You know, I didn't get it. But, you know, as you get older and you start to realize what the story was and then seeing it put on display like this and you go hold up this dude is just a flat out old school hang him high kind of racist and you're like bruh this is where you come from this is your town and you know by you just saying something or just denouncing it you can affect so much by using your voice i mean the money's cool too you know money makes things happen but you know, your influence is so big and, you know, no one was asking you to go out there and like do a whole speech or lead a march or a rally or anything like that. We get it. Everybody plays their part. Not everybody is built for that. But man, it would have been nice to hear from the hometown guy during something like this. You know, it, it's just just I, a little bit just goes, oh, come on, MJ. Listen, listen. I did, I, did, mm-hmm. I did some digging, right, when what happened, because I do remember it happening, and I remember it, like, over the last couple of years, but now, like, getting a chance to all being refreshed, I did some digging, and it's just, like, when he, Jesse Helms, right, when he passed in 2008, there's, like, an article on CNN saying, don't sanitize his racist past. Like, yes, he was an unapologetic conservative, but he was also an, a, a, right. an abominable racist, where it's like he he was so open with it to the point where he's saying like he wants segregated communities, he wants segregated schools. Like he he was clearly anti democratic, and and it, it's it's really staggering to me how like you can be openly racist in the '90s and still win a senator position, and more importantly, your global icon. Even if he's not an activist, right. he's not a political figure. Like obviously, we're we're asking him to get out of his realms. But as an African-American in this country, especially out in the South, right, North Carolina, like, for you to openly know this person is racist. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, he could have did something, right? Like, you know, and I'm I'm glad that, like, a lot of, like, even when he passed, people were like, yo, we're not whitewashing this. Like, this this guy was, this guy is, we need to let you know what this guy was so that you can understand what the climate of politics were in this decade. It's it's a stain that MJ is just going to have to wear. And, you know, for his entire career, it's not like he was, you know, getting into... He was a, a pretty much a model citizen from what was put out there. You know, you ain't see him getting into trouble. You didn't... Even the things that we did hear about, it's nothing that was crazy or over the top. But it's just like, this time, your people could have... You, you know, we needed you, you know. We needed you to help send a message. You're the most famous dude in the world. You're one of the most influential people in the world. You're on TV every single second. Say something, man. Just just holler at your peoples. Let us know that you, you know, you may not be down here in the trenches with us, but you feel our pain. Something, bro. Like, we could have used your help at that time. We could have. You know, you know, it's funny, like, 
Do we ask our battle rappers to do this? <laughs> <laughs> That's the flip side. <laughs> like, that I don't, is... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't recall ever asking Old Red what's his thoughts on you know <laughs> situations that happened over the last couple of years. But I feel like we do hear from some of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it may not be as eloquent as we would like to hear from, you know, as an Obama or something like that, or, you know, or B-Dot or someone of that, you know. But I feel like people speak out when they hear things. Like when Mike Brown happens, you know, you hear people dropping bars and stuff. So that's their way of saying things. Like even some of these NBA players, even if they didn't do a speech, by wearing the I Can't Breathe shirt, you're saying something, you know. So I feel like, in hip hop, we do get brothers who speak up in general. Just speaking in hip hop in general, you know, like, you know, Jay Z, like he's not gonna be out here leading marches and all that all the damn time. But he'll drop some bars. He'll say something. He'll give some money. He'll actually, you know, say something, you know, publicly too. It ain't gonna be for that long, but it's gonna be enough for you to know, like, yo, man, we ain't rocking with this. You know what I'm saying? And it'll be within the bars too, you know. So. That's the flip side. You know, every man has the right to do what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. Yeah, I, it's right. No, because, like, when Jordan said, like, you know, I accepted the decision because, like, what I said was accurate. And more importantly, like, I am aware of who I am and who I'm not. And that's not who I am. I'm not going to speak on something I don't know of. I'm not going to be out of my character. I'm not a politic. I'm a ball player. And I guess it's just so interesting now because fast forward 20 years later, you have women on the news saying shit yeah. like shut up and dribble. Right. Telling players, don't yo, don't speak right. up on politics because you don't know what you don't know what you're talking about. And it's almost as like as if Mike opened the door where it's like, yo, I, I'm not choosing to speak on politics. And fast forward later, like, oh, shut up and dribble. Like, yo, just because somebody else's oh, shit doesn't mean I have you, to. Yo, you just really made me realize something. By proxy, by him choosing to stand down and not speaking on anything like that, or not, you know, taking that time to say stuff. It makes all of those people that looks at athletes as just dumb jocks or people who, you know, can't do anything else but play sports. It makes them go, listen, look, look at what this guy wants to do to their own people. And you got this guy here with all the money in the world, all the fame in the world, and he ain't saying nothing. You know, like it makes folks think that that's all that athletes are good for. It's just for entertaining folks, you know. Yeah, and it's definitely not because it's like. They, they, you, we, we put these figures to be aware of everything in the world going on, right? Like we, we want them to kind of have a real life base of things and beyond their own art form of, or or realm of entertainment. We want them to be knowledgeable about when something happens in the world. It's affecting the world. It's, it's, you know, what I'm saying like. Even the pandemic we're in right now, you would like to see battle rappers not be like, oh, this is some government conspiracy. This didn't even come from our country. <laughs> got you all in check. <laughs> right? Like, like, like let's, let's have some respect here. But, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not – it's dope. Him and Holla, for example, like the whole uh, Mike Brown yeah. situation, he spoke up, right? And, and, like, I guess a lot of battle rappers, like, a situation happens, they just point to, oops, like, yeah, you got us, right? But here's my speak thing, though. If it's in right, your cool. backyard, like, literally your backyard, I feel like, you know, as a person that comes from there, kind of obligated to say something. You know what I mean? Like, imagine you were a, a rapper or a battle rapper from Staten Island. Eric Gardner gets choked out a few blocks away from where you live, and you never address it. You know what it is, too? Vlad, I guess it depends uh, who is uh, 
Who's in mm-hmm. the position, right? Because LeBron, when he was told to air quote, shut up and dribble <laughs> from Laura Ingram, his response was so eloquent. He says, I will definitely not shut up and dribble. I mean too right. much to society. Right. I mean too much to the youth. I mean too much to so many kids that feel like they don't have a way out and they need someone to help lead them out of the situation they're in. So, you know, like... Uh, some of our battle rappers are the, the global icons, the ones that have already verified checks, millions of followers are uh, impacting global fan bases and give mm-hmm. back to their communities. They're probably the ones you look at. It's like, hey, look, you know you have an outreach. You know when you have an influence. If you speak up on something in the right way, we right, will support yeah, you. And, that, and, and, and we have seen yeah, it from time to time. great power comes great responsibility, you know. But, mm. yo, feels like MJ's kind of learned from things and... You know, he's putting his money to work and he's giving back to the community now and he's definitely helping out in a whole lot of ways. So, you know, that was something from back then. I feel like he learned from it and he ain't trying to, you know, sugarfoot around it and trying to spin the narrative and make it sound like it's something that it it was different. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, listen, this is what it was at the time. This is who I am. This is how I get down. And, you know, he's giving back now and man has evolved and, and, and he's looking out for his community and he's giving back some of that bread. So, you know, can't hold this over his head forever. But at the time, though, definitely could have looked out. Ha, ah, man, I, I love The Last Dance. It's definitely been fulfilling during this Talk quarantine time. It's crazy, man. Whole Barcelona. Yo, how about that Barcelona practice, dog? Oh, oh, that was great. Gosh, man. The Barcelona practice is crazy. You, you know what the Barcelona mm. practice reminded me of? It reminded me of, remember Summer Impact weekend when, uh, or was it Summer Impact or maybe Born Legacy 7 yeah. when you went to in Tampa? Murder oh, yeah, Mooks yeah, in the building, yeah, yeah. Hitman Hollows in the building. You know, you got all the top names there. And you already know when you have that many names in one area, conjugating, uh, t- uh, top T-top, Briz is there. Everybody's there, right? Yep. Chess, Tay-Rock. You, you, obviously, you get a little bit of a camaraderie, but at some point, the camera turns on, and everybody has to get into their competitive camaraderie nature. Camaraderie and rivalry. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know how it is. And, and so I, 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 I loved it because it's like... You and I have seen footages. We watched the scrimmage of like that Barcelona practice game with Magic and Jordan yeah. jawing at each other, and you have some of the best basketball players in the world at the time in one room. It's awesome when you see that same thing happen with battle rappers. Like you get like ten, fifteen of the greatest battle rappers in the world in one fucking room, and they just can't help but talk <laughs> shit to each other. And someone, and then someone starts a cipher, and, and then everybody gets, everybody gets to rapping. That's how it is, man. That is how it is. It was that was just amazing to see all of those guys there. And Jordan was like, <laughs> "Y'all gonna see who the big dog is up in here, man." And that's that. That's what it, my my favorite my favorite thing Jordan said during that practice was, "It was the '90s." Imagine Johnson goes, "I don't care what that is. What that's supposed to mean is the '90s." <laughs> he gonna show you what that means, brother. <laughs> he gonna show you what that means. You know, that. Like it, that made me flash to you're gonna you're gonna get the flashback of this Vlad when 2009 Calico Hitman uh-huh. Verbs in New York arguing with Rex and Murder Mook and then Calico just says the Midwest taking this shit mm. over and then Mook's Mook's like I, I don't like that whole mid-, and then Calico's like Midwest <laughs> is taking this over <laughs> and that's that 
and, and it really felt it really felt like somebody asserting their dominance on their era. Like, yo, I'm proud to be a part of this decade. You were prior to me. You had your time. This yo, is my like time. Like Magic said, man, when that practice was over, he was like, <laughs> the league is his now. <laughs> Handed it over to him, man. He carried that some bitch. Boy, yo, man. You, 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 you know, it's funny too, cause like those little moments too, when you when you have all those people together in a room and all that shit talking happens, I feel like you create this expectation for yourself that you have to meet moving forward. Because after that like moment with Hitman, Mook, Verb, Rex, and all that, the following battle, Hitman battle Cortez him and Verb battle Math, and they showed out in New York. They probably start to this this like yo, I can't come back here next month and look crazy after talking all That's that shit to bad, Mook. Dude. Showed up and showed out. Yet, yet. Yeah, man. I, I'm I'm definitely in need of something live. Uh, caffeine will probably give us something, hopefully, in the near yeah, future. I mean, you know, we've seen Tay Rock on there. You know, he's got the battle coming up on there. You know, they got a URL live on Wednesdays with Jay Black on there. So, you know, the culture can get mm. together, watch something live as it happens in Iraq. You know, holler at each other via Twitter and caffeine and all that. Some more news of caffeine, too. Shout out to Mike P. As of May 1st, he had, became an official partner with Caffeine oh, to so be a streamer. Very yeah, excited. Yeah. Con- congratulations to Mike P. and his uh, his video gaming channel. And I remember when you first uh, heard the news, you were happy for him, but you were like, wait, why wasn't Bill Collector selected? Bill Collector's on 24 fucking 7. <laughs> well, you know... I think, you know, Mike P, the way he uh, organizes his stuff, the way he presents his material, the way he puts his skits together and all that. And, you know, I think he has the personality. And on top of that, he's playing the video games all the time, too. He's doing freaking McDonald's challenges where he's trying to eat $100 worth of food all in one sitting and passing out and stuff. Like, it's right up Caffeine's alley. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he's not sitting there... The, the Call, Call of Duty. Duty, you know, he's not sitting there rolling up 20 blunts in an hour. You know what I'm saying, man? Like, it's, it's good quality content, nice and wholesome that they could put out there. Yeah, right, right. Um, yo, man, I got some more news to go through, Vlad. I'm really excited for everything. Um, before we get to the rest of the news, we got, obviously, King of the Dot Awards to talk about. Uh, we have some updates from RBE. And speaking of both leagues combined, there is a major update from both leagues oh, conjoined there. Okay, all right. I think we should. I think we should start there because last time around this week, um, Norbs had already, you know, been dissolved from URL. Which, by the way, we never got a chance right. to talk about his. Because uh, I talked to it with CC, I didn't get a chance to get your take. What's your thoughts on Norbs? Uh, being dissolved from URL. When you read that, when you read the press release in the letter, what was the first thing that ran through your mind? Damn, son. Somebody sat down and typed this joint out and dropped it on every single URL-related Twitter and Instagram feed to blanket the internet to let everyone know that this is official and this is no longer a partnership between the two entities. I was just like... Wow. Okay, this is it's come to that, you know, and um you know, you never know exactly what happens. You know, I don't go digging behind the scenes to find out what people's relationships are like. Obviously being media, 
sometimes people will tell you things or you'll hear things, you'll hear rumblings, but you never know exactly what's real and what's not. And I look at these things as it's like it's family business. If it's not out there on Front Street, if person A isn't saying something about person B within the same company, then I don't go digging and asking, like, what do you think about this guy? Like, how's your relationship with that guy? Like, you know, I let it come to the to the battle rap streets. Once it's in the streets and we all can see it, then we all can, you know, speak on things, you know. But I was just like, damn, man, they had a long run together. They had a good run. You know, Norbs brought to a lot of stars out to the forefront. He helped put a lot of things together. The Born Legacy will forever be part of his legacy. You know, he brought some of the most popular people over. And, you know, those people that he brought over have co-signed that. You know what I mean? So he's been an integral part, a major part of URL. And, you know, sometimes things end, man. Sometimes people got to go their separate ways. And it was just time, I guess, for the, you know, Norb said it was time. URL obviously said it was time. You know what I'm saying? And I just looked at it like, whew. So Norb's went out and um, he he made sure to put out his release right he went on ig live for about 30 minutes talked mm. about everything uh he also put a couple of tweets out saying to his fans to not slander url right you know it's not about like attacking anybody it's just it was best for everybody's decision right. to part ways and he he ended off his rant or well, not even necessarily a rant i'll just say his speech was saying i want my supporters to continue to support the culture let's continue building for the future thank you to everyone and i will def keep you updated on my next move and people instantly started speculating what's the possibility of norbs going to another league uh norbs obviously has a lot of personal stuff going on in his life which he's expressed uh he's also being affected by our current yeah, pandemic so he's he off the internet Yes, please. Uh, much condolences to his family. Uh, I do want to say though that did not stop the timeline from reacting. Battle rap stops right? for nothing, bro. <laughs> for absolutely nothing, Glad. It's fucking root. It's fucking root. Sometimes yo, at times I gotta step back, man, because I'm like, yo, this man is, you know, like he, he just got separated from from the company he's been with for ten years. You know, his grandmother passed from COVID-19 and everything, and, you know, he's going through it, and the family's going through it. You know, the the situation with Twerk happened not too long ago, and then your man pops out with a scathing blog, brother. So before we get to the blog, before the blog was even triggered, first let's let's get to why mm. the blog came out. Obviously, all media outlets started to speculation. Once everybody kind of gets the rumblings, like you said, we start to chirp. We start to kind of feed the timeline and and just just to test the waters of how people feel. Um, obviously, there was a there was wording that Norb said that you know our, he gave RB his props, saying it's a good company. Uh, he posted an RB battle in his Facebook group, which then proceeds to Charlie Clips and Jay Black making blogs about like what if Norbs and RB join forces, or what if Norbs went to King of the Dot. You know, it just caught wind, Vlad. And the second it caught wind, your man ARP decided to shut down all speculations within 24 Boy, hours. did he ever. In grand fashion, mind you, man. And uh, it was one of those classic ARP-style blogs. He brought out receipts from six, seven, eight years ago. He brought out interviews I didn't even know existed anymore from shows that aren't even around anymore. And he let it be abundantly clear that... 
in no way, shape, form, or fashion would RBE ever work with Norbs. And he lets you know why. If you want to go check out the blog, you can because I'm saying things as politely as I can. Rodney was not as polite. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he made it very he, clear. He pretty much backtracked all... He backtracked all the times that, you know, Norbs would, quote, shade his company, right? Because Norbs will always indirectly say things that uh, just kind of fuel the competition between URL and RBE. And so, obviously, it looks like ARP kept tabs on everything. And so, a handful of things that popped up to me was like, all right, does ARP have this photogenic memory? Is he petty for remembering every single comment? Or is he a master angler that just studies the game tapes and knows where to rewind everything? Because if you told me, Vlad, a battle rap fanatic, a degenerate, and media member to go make a compilation of all the times like this happened, I probably would right. – it would take me a few days. <laughs> ARP probably put it together in a couple hours. Probably freestyle all that. It's <laughs> just when it says download files. And, and that – and then let me, let me. I love this. He shows a, a picture of his book mm-hmm. rack, ARP, and just puts it on Twitter. And look at these books, Vlad. L- listen to these books: uh, uh, Sun Tzu, The Art of War; Robert Greene, The Art of Seduction; Robert Greene, The The Laws of Human Nature; Robert Greene, Forty Eight Laws of Power; some more Robert Greene, The Mastery Book yeah. with Fifty Cent. Uh, clearly, we're reading a lot of cryptic mm-hmm. content here, so there's no surprise that your man ARP is a master yeah, angler. Absolutely, and he brought out all the damn angles for this one. I was just like, "Wow, this is getting hectic." But you t- you touched on something that uh, I feel like a lot of people aren't going to touch on. They're going to get lost in the oh, sauce of this yeah. blog, brother. You know, ARP saying there's a lot of people out here that you know and I know. Norbs knows, I know. And these people are coming back, feeding me info. They're letting me know what happens. They're taping these phone calls and playing them back for me. They're taping audio of you talking to other people and playing them back for me. And my thing is, you can't trust that person that's out there audio taping, taping phone calls and playing them back for people like... If you calling this man out for doing rat stuff, these people are doing rat stuff also. So obviously you don't trust these folks. You just getting the juicy info from them and you don't rock with them. And I hope that these people understand that what they're doing is not cool. If you out here taping conversations with people and you're not telling them that stuff, you're doing police work. You're doing informant work. You're doing rat work. This is not how grown men and women conduct themselves. Like, this stuff is not cool. And then you're running back to play it for somebody else who's not looking at you as an honorable person. You know, France, you know, even the police hate rats. Like, (laughs) really? When they use you, they just treat you like you, they little biatch. They'll call you a rat bastard. They'll let you know that the streets don't respect you. You work for us now. Whatever we need from you, you're going to give it to us. And that's how they treat you. They're not treating you like a man. They're not treating you like, oh, you're doing a good thing for society. They looking at you like a sucker who couldn't hang. And now you're going to be all ragdoll for the streets. So I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, this is not cool. Maybe it's because I'm old. I don't know. But this 
taping people and whatnot behind their backs and running back to playing it for other grown men. I don't know what part of the game this is, man. This is it's it's disgusting, dog. It's disgusting. Yeah, I feel like that definitely got lost in translation. Like when he kept saying, "Like, don't you think people I have? Don't you think I have people that like record your conversations or let me hear?" Them? I'm just like, "Wait, what? Like, are you condoning? Are you openly condoning that you receive phone conversations?" So one, obviously, Norbert is being tapped. Two, you know that Norbert is being tapped by people and that you are receiving this content, like where you can listen to the conversation. It makes me wonder, like, if you're associating with these kind of people, are you a Having these people do this stuff, like off rip, like are these your minions out here going right. to record <laughs> phone convos? Or two, are you just reading all these Robert Green books and you're two steps ahead of the curve where you're like, you know what, I think you might be somebody mm-hmm. that I can't trust. So I'm gonna I'm gonna feed you whatever information I can to make sure it don't backfire on me. But then even if you're doing that, like that's not part of like I, I don't know, man. You're not necessarily using these guys to your advantage. It's too much fuckery, man. And then you know, I guess when he's speaking to these people, he's obviously knowing that these people can't be trusted and they're not honorable. So he knows, yo, if I'm talking to you, clearly I know that you might play this information for somebody else. So, you know, it's like it's it's just so bananas, man. It was just so lost. And I'm like, that's the side of battle rap that, like, I just don't even get into, bro. Like, I'm like, I, I, I don't know. This you know, you know what? Me, you know what it is? I. Look, uh, there's there's like three key laws, right? Of forty laws of power that obviously ARP is just probably like manifesting every <laughs> single day. <laughs> Never put too much trust in friends and learn mm-hmm. how to use your enemies. Obviously, it's looking like he's leveraging the people mm-hmm. that he can't trust. Conceal your intentions. So obviously, he's never necessarily showing his true hand when he gets information or information right. is received to him. And always say less mm-hmm. than necessary. You never tell everybody what's the reason you need right. certain things for, right? Like, if you're asking for a 15 k for a budget, <laughs> but you only need eight. You don't tell them why you need eight. Hey, man. Listen, bro. You're breaking it down, man. You're speaking some gospel right now, brother. I... Power cannot accrue to those who squander the treasure of words, nice. my friend. I have this book. I have the hard copy. I have the PDF. I have everything. It's a very cryptic book. I I I I read it 2013. I loved it. I read it again 20, you know, 16, and I really try to put it to use. I'm rereading it 2019, 2020. I'm like, I don't agree with that any of this ideology. A, Why do I have to be this ass book? Why do I have to be this way? <laughs> it's nothing but toxicity, man. It's gonna leave you. Now there is some valuable there's some valuable gems in it, but if you're living your life between Listen, every man, law, gems everywhere you go on this earth. You know what I'm saying? But it's a toxic ass book. That's going to leave you second-guessing everybody, and it's going to leave you with no friends and potentially hurt, man. Like, like literally and physically. Like, this is a toxic-ass book, but you go on ahead, black man, and read that book and apply it to your own community, you know? Well, the transition off of the, the, the ARP blog, RB Potential News, a fan tweeted ARP, ARP, we need that math. Hoffa versus Sue Surf. That is, if Surf has the balls Yikes. to face math. Yikes! These, you know, these fans, fans say just what? say whatever. Damn. ARP, ARP says we mm. are ready. Surf responds, "I need thirty-five k to entertain your six-three RB mascot of a battle rapper." 
change your mind yet about Boom ARP? Yikes. ARP responds, you a slick guy, surf. My guy, it might almost be time for that convo mm. again. Mm. Again? Again? So there's this there's been there's been oh, combos yeah. in the he's past. Out there. There's you been know, he's been talking to Surf, trying to make things happen and haven't been able to come to terms as of yet. You know? Surf's out there doing his auto war Sun Tzu stuff and his forty eight laws of power and you know, trying to trying to finesse his situation. ARP trying <laughs> I see you and I raise you one trying to finesse his situation. Now I'm just like, yo, are you two ever gonna make this happen and we gonna get this? Like what's going on here, man? And more importantly, surf versus math. Are the people clamoring for this, brother? Is 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 this the, the surf debut that we wanna see on RBE? Is this the place for that? Uh how does this turn out? I think it's a terrible matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because not necessarily math and surf, nothing against them. It's just stylistically, I just don't see that being a match where it like, it just complements mm-hmm. each other. It just looks like one of those matches that just like, you kind of get real dry content for where it's like, obviously the battle held a lot of value. A lot of people came to see it. It sold out, but years go on. The battle just falls on deaf ears. Uh, Styles make fights, really. And if Surf is openly saying, like, the type of money he wants, obviously he's looking for the bag to, to compensate for the, a match with Math because people like Math, John John, Cortez, that have been calling Surf out for years and will take a Surf battle anytime right. it gets offered to them. Surf is, surf is the A side. Surf's the one just saying yes or no. Surf has, has the leverage. So, like, I can see a situation where Surf kind of not phones it in. But doesn't give his all on RBE, where Math gives his all, and then Math gets a clear win. But because it was a subpar surf, we don't enjoy the content, and we dis- we diminish the, the win from Math, which I hate because Math is the only person to say he's sturdy hollow in the last decade, besides Arsenal, and we don't give Math his props to say, for this it. Would be basically hollow versus Math part two, all over again, or right. this would be a better version yeah, pretty- of. Uh, of surf versus a verb out in Chicago. I just don't like it because it's like the the battle rapper that just that, that takes the offer right almost knows they have a strong enough fan base that that'll that'll go to war for them, so they can rely on it. And, and then if they have a subpar performance and the other guy you know kind of matches that energy, where it's like. I don't know, Vlad, like, you and I have done podcasts together where sometimes, like, I've been tired and I'll tell you, like, I'm kind of tired and, like, we can't carry each other's energy. And vice versa. To the show and we're like, yo, let's, and we're just like, yo, let's, uh, let's reschedule this where, you know, we both can make good right. content together. It's a, it's a, collab- it's a collaborative right. effort. So, obviously, one guy not, not being at his full capacity or not treating, not taking it serious, it's going to affect the other you know, guy. And you got to take a man's word you know, seriously at times because if somebody's telling you I'm a I'm a I'm a URL baby, it only counts in URL. You know, I, I'm giving my hundred over here, and they're coming over there and asking you for a bag, 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 and they've been saying this their entire career and calling you the Euro League at times and just like publicly, just like 
you know, kind of denouncing your league and the value of it. And, you know, I'm just saying, hey, is this, you know, you're rewarding this guy. You think he's going to really come out there and try to give you 115%? You know what I'm saying? After he gets off that, that, that Lux thing? <sighs> I don't know, man. I can, I can completely envision a world where surfing Lux happens. Then Surf says, all right, I'll take the RB debut against Math. And then he, he gives you one mm-hmm. real fire round. The other two rounds are pretty decent. Math has a great performance. But because Surf kind of, you know, uh, phoned it in with some highlights, he's going to get his props or he's going to get his excuses. And then Math, who probably walks away with a clear win, won't get his credit. And it's just, it's a dis- it's an unfair position for both ends because obviously one is abusing their fan base. And the other one is not receiving their right, just right. due. Nobody, 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 nobody wins in those situations, yeah, in my man. opinion. And then when you've convinced your fan base because, that it only counts on one league, the fan base like automatically forgives you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and then you know, the, then the fans obviously have some accountability where then they don't, they don't. Uh, I guess they just don't keep it real when certain things happen, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'm. I, I mean, I'm not calling this guy biased. Shout out to Ryan O'Leary, but like he, Holodon is one of his all-time guys. Like that's a Mount Rushmore guy for him. I remember we were debating, and then I'm just like, "Well, this is a hollow off the math battle." I'm like, "Well, you know, he just had a really fucking bad loss. Like, I feel like that's got to have some kind of stand in his legacy." Well, when is Hollow's last clear loss? I'm like two months ago against Math, and his his response was right. Ha ha. What else? <laughs> what do you mean? What else? You, what do you mean? What else? We just we just seen this guy lose. I hear you, man. I hear you. listen, man. Hollow the Don has a cult, man. He has a cult, and, and people have drank the Kool Aid and the Lean together. You know, so. They're going to ride or die with they man. But I totally hear you, man. And that's the same thing that I kind of envision, you know. So, I don't know, bro. I think you could spend that money in better ways, better fashions, you know. Listen to these battle rappers when they tell you things, bro. Hey, so, um, Surf, I noticed something. We never got a chance to actually have some dialogue about Surf and Lux Ooh. on this podcast. Mainly because it's always been announced. We knew beforehand they had their face off. But there's like been no card. There's no info. And obviously with Corona delaying everything, we, the biggest update we got for Lux and Surf is that it's confirmed that it will be in a small room. Because Vlad, it is what it is. Like 2020 yeah. is canceled, bro. Like in, in, in L.A., I have I have family out there. They tell me like, yo, we're not gonna have like concerts to like the end of this year or maybe next year. And like big venues aren't gonna open up for a long time. But, but obviously if they're getting this small room thing going and there becomes some kind of regulation on small room settings where like ten, fifteen, right. twenty people, they're gonna find a way to make it maybe a volume card or a one off. And Surf and Lux is no longer on the stage but now in a small room and that has shifted the the dialogue of this battle. The dynamics of this battle also because when this battle was announced, you know, big stage, bright lights, I go, man, fair playing ground here. Like, this is any man's battle to win or lose. And once they announced that it became a small room battle, volume style battle, ooh, heard everyone online starting to go, wait a minute, this is starting to play out in Lux's favor. And, you know, I was with them. Now, any man can still win this battle. These are two elite battlers. 
you know, two guys put it down forever. But I will say this. Some of the favor that Surf might have had on that big stage is definitely starting to go over to Lux's direction. You know, Lux is a on-cam type of cat anyway. But now you get to have the Lux persona in that small room, making him even larger than life, where everyone wants to see him back in that setting. I feel like this gives him the edge. This gives him the advantage as far as going into the battle. You know, like this, all the talk beforehand now is going to be, yo, this is Lux's atmosphere. This is Lux's battle to lose now. Hmm. Yeah, this has become Lux's battle to lose because I feel like the, distri- the distribution of the potential battle will no longer in- involve an audience, will no longer involve that energy that the, the participants in the room can give to Surf because obviously Surf is a Goliath. He's somebody that can say like, yo, star power on a stage in an audience. I have a fighting chance to obviously captivate and steal a room from motherfucking yeah. Loaded Lux. Like... Loaded Lux and and Sue Surf are two of the four guys in the Seven Million View Club on URL. Which, by the way, shout out to Surf and Hitman for mm, hitting Seven Million out. on their on their battle. So, like that lets you know that these two guys are well beloved online. They're well beloved. They can captivate a crowd, but obviously one has way more lyrical ability than the other. And what makes content age so well is just like. Not when it's composed and performed beautifully, but when there's layers for somebody to go back and find. When 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 a large amount of people can still enjoy listening to something months and years later. Lux always kind of provides that for you. And sometimes it's almost underappreciated. Like when he used to provide that in his DVD days, you say to yourself, like, what the fuck? This content came out in 2007. It's been 13 years. This exact same rounds work yeah, today. No, absolutely. And I feel like now... There's going to be even more pressure on on Surf to... He's got to bring a, a, a nail to that third round now. Because, you know, we've seen him, even with the Geechee battle, he put on, you know, the battle of the year, you know, in my opinion, that year. And two great rounds. The third one... And the banana peel was right there. You know what I mean? And it's like... But he made it home. The material was just good enough. And that was the round that I gave to Geechee. But I feel like with this Lux battle, bro, especially not being able to to to, to take over that stage and, and ride the wave of the crowd, you know, and, and bomb away on Lux, like you really going to have to put that pen to the paper and you have to bring all three of them things. You're going to have to load that thing up to the top, cock that hammer and put one in the head, man. Like you cannot allow Lux any breathing room in this battle and you do not have the luxury of saying, well, you know, I, I need the people to, to have something to go back and rewind. Lux is going to give us something to go back and rewind to, brother. You don't have to worry about taking a round off. You're going to have to bring all three. Otherwise, you're going to have a nice stain on that record, man. And Lux knows this. He knows this. I, I will say, like, also because, because of the situation we're in, if... Lux and Surf are too big of names that I feel like you can't pre-record this. I feel like they're just too big of a name that you can't... It's got to be live, right? And so nothing's happening right now, Vlad. You think a lot of... You think James Harden ain't going to tweet out a Surf and (laughs) Loaded Lux flyer? He's going to be tuned in. He got nothing to do. (laughs) Everybody... 
everybody, everybody's gonna be tuned in. They got nothing to do. These two guys, like Loaded Lux is a staple name where if like people that don't know battle rap at all, you ask right. them about it, they'll say right. Murder Mook Loaded Lux. Like Lux is officially that caliber of a name where it'll live on forever with battle rap synonymously and sue surf is this that golden child that, that uh, all these industry guys and all these yeah. athletes these football players these basketball players and, and they all cooked up in the house too they're just Hell as bored yeah. as us we're gonna be having zoom parties <laughs> so if you can't pay for views Vince Carter's gonna DNA. call the, the, the Hawks and it's like a, <laughs> like send that Zoom send the meeting ID like Kevin Durant's gonna be yo y'all got that Zoom ID <laughs> listen Kyrie follows him too so you think Kevin yo, Durant and Kyrie's not gonna watch this to together Kevin Durant's house man like the man slept over the crib and recorded songs like you don't think he's not gonna be watching his joint they got nothing to do so with that so with that being said, right, like I'm not gonna jump on the bandwagon of like, oh my god, is in the small room, Surf has no chance, he's gonna get fucking killed. No, Surf is elite, he always has a chance. Obviously, the everything now shifts into Loaded Lux's uh favor, and because of who Loaded Lux is, it's his battle to lose. But because the expectations are so high, this actually gives Surf a really good out. You already know if you're gonna be that much of an underdog. And people have that low expectations because they think Loaded Lux is going to wrap circles around you. All you got to do is just kind of really narrow down and make these metaphors a little more intricate and, and get real direct and just keep throwing these haymakers at, at Lux in this small room. Make sure Lux can feel your presence because Lux is going to impose yeah, his presence right back at you, right? You, 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 Vlad, matter of fact, you're going like to like this reference, Vlad. I think it was 1998. Ooh. You were young. Oh, you were young bull. Do you remember this? Going on 18. 98 oh, or 88? Man. I'm sorry. I just said 17 going on 18 and 88. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was MVP. <laughs> 1988, yeah. right? Eastern Conference oh. semifinals. Game seven, the Celtics, Larry Bird versus oh. Dominique Wilkins and Doc Rivers and all that. And there's a little sequence there where Larry Bird and Wilkins are just trading mm-hmm. hoops. I remember that. Back, Larry scores, Wilk scores, Larry scores, Wilk scores. And it's like, yo, we are both elite, and I'm going to make sure you right. feel my presence. It's going to be the same thing with Surf and Lux. It's like, yo, I'm not holding back. You're going to know you're in a room with you loaded know Lux. You're in a room with Surf. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I look forward Trading to it, obviously. On, cam- on Yeah, on camera, though. Which will probably be on camera because it's going to be distributed VOD live pay per view. We're going to get the rewind, and I, it just Lux doesn't lose in that environment because he just. Yeah, does but too I mean, much. like I said, I wouldn't count Sue Surf out, and it's definitely a mess. Because I want to see the adjustment. You know, I want to see a fully prepared Surf. I want to see can he elevate the style? Can he elevate the writing specifically in that third? Can he bring it home? Can he drive the nail to the coffin? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we know Lux, listen, Lux has looked beatable up there. You know, he's been in debatable battles up there. So it's not like he can't be beat. We've seen him lose before. You know, so I don't want people just automatically going, oh, Lux is going to win. No, anybody can win this battle. But who? Obviously not. It's just obviously just. Advantage, advantages to his characteristics, you know, yeah, more to his style, there. his characteristics, you know, to to, to his. Pedigree. But you think Surf doesn't know that? You think Surf's not? 
You think Surf's not going to be aware that now he's in a room that caters more to Lux style? And the Zen Master. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he knows. And and Surf has. Surf has one key factor that Loaded Lux doesn't have. Even though Surf doesn't do it as an efficient level that I probably would like, but he can do it. Surf can rebuttal. He has done it. He 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 like it's like like that you know the little jelly fan roll up the little the little jelly fan <laughs> finger roll layup. It, it's it's like you don't see it happen often, but he, he it. it happens and you're like oh I, for, right, I forgot right. he can do that yeah, for sure. If you're gonna do it, it better be effective. That's all I'm gonna say, man. We don't need one of those rebuttals in it. Oh, oh shit! All right, Ooh, uh, yo, <laughs> surf versus loaded lux. Like we don't need one of those, man. Like you gonna do it? Let it be a bomb, man. But it's gonna be one of them things, man. It's gonna be. And plus, the thing too is that you know we haven't gotten anything of this magnitude due to what's going on right now. So when these guys step in that room together they're representing battle rap and they're representing hip-hop and they're representing this thing on the highest level and everyone is going to be ready to see this thing get executed the way that it's supposed to be this is what the representation of battle rap is supposed to be this is a generational clash this is old head versus young boy this is what the people everyone is going to be tuned in so you have to bring your best no matter what. And I think Surf knows, like, yo, man, I'm on the stage. People are understanding what's going on. And I got this career that's going on. My music's taking off. My IG's taking off. I'm knocking down WNBA stars. Like, I need to maintain this juice that I got. And Lux is like, <laughs> I'm the mastermind over here. People were trying to write me out, but I got with my boy Hollow. I got some of that juice. Fans love me again. I got a few new moves. I got this, you know, this this, this presence, this alter ego, this 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 thing that people just can't describe what it is. And both guys are gonna have to represent for the culture. Everyone talks about this is for the culture. Who's gonna be the leader of the culture after this battle, friends? Hmm. Well said, well said, bro. Uh, I feel like this becomes a battle where everybody has to double down on who they are and just be them. Like, don't try to like paint this picture to kind of dance with Lux. Surf, yes, be the, yes. be surf to to your yes. full potential. Like, and Lux, be loaded. Lux, like, be what we expect yeah. from you guys. Like, you need to du- you need to double down so much as if Michael Jordan <laughs> was to ask you. As if Michael Jordan asked you, Vlad, how much you want to back and stop gambling? Like, that's how much you got to double down. <laughs> I bet you my life, Mike, you can't stop gambling. <laughs> oh, man. Hilarious, man. Boy. Hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, man. And sir, man, I don't need you getting no esoteric on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need you getting all sun, moon, and the stars on me. Like, do what you Look, do, surf, bro. Surf, you know, <laughs> surf, Lux is going to be too busy painting angles and obviously talking about how he molded you. Right away from that, you know what I mean? Or, or if you're going to try to counter-write it, be very precise. But that's a, that's a, dang, oh, yeah, that's a slippery yeah. slope. Facto mundo. Like I'll I'll take I'll take three rounds of like haymakers from Surf with a little bit of personals mixed yeah, in yeah. between, obviously, and and nice little tailored suited lyrical mm-hmm. rounds from Lux. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. Ah. Hopefully, we get some further uh, some further news on that. But obviously, Vlad, URL is not just going to sell as a one-off, right? It's obviously going to come packaged, win with a few Absolutely. other matches potentially. What are some What are some rooftop quarantine <laughs> mitigated <laughs> risk battles you would you would like to see Honestly, added on to this? I haven't even so, been thinking of any battles, man, of uh, to put together for this card. Like, I, it just hasn't been there for me. Like, I, my mind just couldn't even. You know what I'm saying? Like sitting here right now, like I can't even think of some some battles that I'd like to see put together for this card. But um, but I know URL's gonna do their thing. They always do their thing and put together something crazy. I know you the mastermind when it comes to to to, to setups and and matchups. What are you thinking about? Like what matchups do you want to see on this thing? I seen Rum Nitty and Hollow the Don go back and forth, and Hollow saying he'll drive to him. I could see Hollow and Rum. Nitty. I mean, Hollow and Rum Nitty is, is a headliner yeah. in itself. So like. Unless you want to like do like straight like haymakers, right? Like another crazy mm-hmm. match like that. Um, obviously, rooftop dot. By the way, can we talk about B dot's alter ego? Like he beat <laughs> Rum Nitty, and now he's just like talking shit to everybody. Like this is the this is battle rap mode B dot that we love, right? This is what we want to see from Dot, man. This is the mode. I mean, I I personally don't want to see Saga have to jump on a flight to go to Avocado's rooftop, but obviously they're talking about Saga and Beat And I mean, I will, I will, I will say this much: the, this environment caters very much to that style yeah. matchup. So, like, I, I know, I know at least if Saga done risked his entire life <laughs> for it, I will get a good battle <laughs> from better, it. Yo. Nobody better choke up there either. That's all I'm saying, man. You guys are flying out, risking your lives. Yo, listen, listen. This is uh, if if this ain't live. If this if if this is not live stream. This is a production. You guys better get it, it right. Takes four takes. You better shoot it four times to get the best take out of each round, man. Stop playing games. If you need, if you, if you, if you need the guys to arm wrestle before the cameras go on to get some intensity and some competition <laughs> between themselves, <laughs> if you need them to throw quarters across the fucking rooftop to like see who gambles more and, and, oh. and do whatever you got to do to get yeah, them in the that's spirit. A fact, man. Better see uh, no jokes. Um, Emerson Kennedy oh, wants Loso. Uh, I. I it's a great battle, but it's another battle where I don't think Loso should travel out his way. I mean, look, I, I, I don't know if Emerson Kennedy traveled to Cali because obviously, you know, he's from Utah. He just battled right. Danny Myers. Or if he was already out there and just not like, that he All lives right, well, out in LA. already, but yeah, okay, yeah. good, good, good. So that's yeah, he lives out in LA now. That's great, yeah, man. But you know, yeah, so Smack is saying whatever few- cities are open, so I don't know if it's necessarily going to be this whole LA rooftop thing, you know. They might do this thing down at ATL for all we know. Who knows, you know, but wherever it starts to open up. Hey, I will say, uh, Gigi Gotti said uh, he wants, oh, obviously a couple people obviously suggested themselves. Tay Rock says he's down for the rooftop smoke, Verb. Um, obviously, Geechee's always with it, but Geechee said a name that caught my interest. He said he wants to see Cassidy in a rooftop battle. Oh, man. Yo. Well, Cassidy's extra, Cassidy's extra woke, so, and Cassidy's having a good old time in his crib making his beats and just dropping his freestyles. I don't think the I don't think the man will leave his home. He's a family <laughs> He's man. A bag, bag, bag. I tell you this though, man. I think Geechee Gotti would be more successful than any other rapper that has faced Cassidy yet to really apply that pressure. No, not to try to n- put not him to, under. Not to. Ba- Oh, oh well, I don't think he wants to battle Cass. He's just saying he oh, wants to see Cass. Oh, my bad player. Uh, it, 
That like he wants to see Ka- he wants to see Cass in a yeah like like I think yo if you put Cassidy in a rooftop battle with nobody else around he definitely has a fighting chance. That'd be his best chance. I'll say that. <laughs> that would be that man's best chance, man. We seen these back to back big hey, stages, bro. Let's close off tonight with uh, our final piece of news mm. over at King of the Dot. They finally, I guess, got together and released their King of the Dot 2019 video awards for all of their uh, accolades. They have Battle of the Year, Battler of the Year, Most Valuable Battler to the League, and the Breakout Battler. So, uh, obviously, these they had a little crowdfunded uh, GoFundMe, I think, to kind of pay for everything. Obviously, they didn't reach their goal, but they're going to probably break off whatever they can to yeah. each of the battlers. Um they obviously had the fan vote, so everybody went on the website and voted on like actual polls. They had the media vote where they contacted all the media behind closed doors and asked us for our, our individual votes. And you know, you and I talked about it when um, uh, Gully hit a Ben and vice versa, and, and um, we kind of like all brainstormed together, like what are we okay with, right? right? And then they also had a staff voting, so they went they went very uh, deep into this. I'll give them that. You know, they went they went with what the people said. They asked the media members, and internally they also created their own vote. I, I wish it was a little bit more transparent, because obviously they started at one point of the year, took a break because of the pandemic, and just popped up with it, like popped up with the results. Um, where to start here, man? Let's start with Battler of the Year. Obviously, shout us to A Ward, A Wizzle. Oh, that that Mine deserves a uh, you got you got an audience oh, yeah. you got a clap I got you got a clap there. Yeah, I'll set it up for you. Yeah, A Ward is uh, the 2019 King of the Dot Battler of the Year. Uh, he had a very phenomenal year. Three really impressive battles with a lot of high replay value and arguably the best battle of the night against Sharon uh, out in uh, World Dom in London against Matt Flex, Tom Business One, and Tom Business Two. The oh, grudge match with Ilmac. And his runner-up was this Ilmac, and uh, I mean, I was actually kind of shocked, personally, Vlad, at all the people that had Award winning this award in clear margin, because you you remember when we talked about it behind the scenes, like us LTBR mm-hmm. trying to vote, we're like, yo, this award kind of belongs to Ilmac, right? It was either one of those two that was going to get it, and and uh, for sure, yo, Ilmac put in some pain. Award put in pain too. But, you know, that's why you have everyone voting from the fans to the media to the staff, you know, and spread out across those three. You know, if A-Ward wins it, then, hey, this is his year. He deserves to win it then. Yeah, I, I, it just felt like Omax year, right? He had the first two battles where his opponents didn't punch back. And honestly, if you were battling his opponents, you would have won that night. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just the truth. Vlad would have beat Shocks the Rebel and be Magic those two I'd be nights. Two and oh, kid. You you would have been two and undefeated battle. Then he ever. has a battle with he has a battle with Ill Will where it's pretty debatable. It's pretty close. So like obviously nobody walks away there clear. But you and I all and a lot of the people in the community, media, uh, maybe Twitter consensus, YouTube consensus, and the King of the Dot. Online pay per view poll had Ilmac beating A Ward. Yeah, I, I, you know what I think it is. I think the more scraps you get into, and the more contested battles, 
that looks like you know there's there's more of a fight in there and a better back and forth i feel like that gives you a greater chance to win than just you know dominating two guys that didn't bring their best effort at all i mean shocks like choked damn near every round b magic just was not prepared you know so you're looking at a guy who's had fights versus someone who basically got a a buy in the first two rounds you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he had dope material it's not his fault you know what i mean but he got a buy in the first two rounds and the ill will battle even though you know it's debatable and i mean i had Ilmac winning it wasn't the best Ilmac that we ever saw you know what i'm saying you know what i, I hear mean? that i hear that and i and i and i guess the value of like a ward is like a one sharon a one sharon battle of the night it would have math flex, super fire, a lot of replay value, actually pretty knit tight too. Yeah, yeah. Really close. A lot of people had it kind of like split. And and him and Ilmac, even though I personally thought he right, lost. He probably thought he uh, lost too. But that but third, he fought. That, 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 that third right, round right. rebuttal, it, it almost kind of it solidified the respect everybody had for A Ward. And it's almost like, you know what? The the grudge match lived up to his effort. You fought back. You had a moment. Even if you lost, like it was like like Jordan scoring sixty three against the Celtics. <laughs> right? He lost. You lost. He got swept. But <laughs> you got swept. But damn, you yeah. scored sixty three. Like, and so I, I guess people looked at Max performance. They were just like, "Yo, I left with like a new profound respect, regardless whether I have you winning or not." And then just, and then it, it goes back to everything where it's like, "Wow, I guess content, right? Replayable replay value mm-hmm. in, in battles and and, and entertainment factor really." Overweighs winning. Yeah, we've been saying that though. You know, that's how it's been going with all the awards that are out there for battle rap, and you know, and all that. That's how it tends to go. But when you when you look at it that way too, you know, it all depends how you're voting for it. You know, and I feel like if we're, if we're judging it based on that merit, who's giving us the, the 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 more rewatchable content and all that stuff? Who's in these dog fights? who's presenting it like that, then, yo, man, I'm not mad at A-Ward winning this thing. Yeah, you know, on the Slack, shots of the Degenerates, they it had a really cool breakdown of it where I think it was uh, Joel, he said, uh, if you had to, like, grade their years, Ilmac had, like, two Ds, a B, mm. and an A, while A-Ward well, mm. had three A's. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, ah, I hear you, because then right, you average right. it out. It leads to one person more than the other. Um, King of the Dot Battle of the Year 2019, Vlad. Disaster versus mm. Danny Myers. I ain't mad at that. I'm disappointed Are you at disappointed? it, actually. I really thought Ronan Sharon was the best battle I've seen in King of the Dot in a long time. Yeah, when you put it that way. When you put it that way, it's a more concise battle to the point. You got a guy who's returning, who put on. You got Sharon also going crazy, not laying down, and three fire rounds from both. You know what? You might be right on this one, bro. (laughs) You might have just changed my mind, man. (laughs) It didn't take much either. You might have just changed my mind on that one. Well, I mean, look, disaster and D- Danny well deserved, but if you ask me, the better battle that year was just Sharon and, and Roan for uh, 
And plus, there's like real rivalry there. Like Disaster and Danny have just like that. L- L- they have that LSC like right. let's compete like we're brothers type shit. Like this is really like a scrimmage for them. And you know, um, another King of Dot Award, their breakout battler of the year. It was a runner up and it was a toss up actually between oh. Saint and RX. And it narrowed down to the staff vote, and they had Saints as their breakout battler yeah, of the you're year. You're not changing my mind on this one, friends. I think they 100% wholeheartedly got this one correct. You know, they got the Mikao TD star in the making. Just nurture that boy. Give him the battles. Give him those looks. Put him on that stage and let him do the damn thing, man. Get out his way. I mean, I remember when we first talked about it when, like, the fan vote came out and RX was, like, blowing everybody out on the fan vote. And then it just, like, it's, it's, it had volume for me because I feel like Saint is underutilized. And that's obviously not fully his fault. Maybe he still hasn't uh, captured the momentum and figured out how to, like, to, to handle everything because this is his first time he's really back in, like, headlines. Like, he made a brand new Twitter account and this is the first time he's being talked about by, like, all major right. media outlets. But, like, a battle with Gray Fox, like, he's an unranked opponent. Like, I, I'm not going to take that serious. And a B-Magic battle in 2019 doesn't have as much commerce to me as, like, a return of my verse. And Bonnie Godiva, at least, is a, is a big-time name with King of Dot experience. So, like, in RX's bubble of a world of female battle rap, she had more success than Saint on King of the Dot this, in 2019. Do I not have a point? I have a point. You do have a point. She choked verse my verse. On Town Business, their latest marquee card. Are we not going to acknowledge that? You know? And, um... I mean, that might have been the, that, that might have been the difference yeah, maker, for I, sure. Listen, you could only battle who they put in front of you. And they disrespected him, gave him Gray Fox, made an example out of him. Whooped his ass. All up and down town business one. Yeah. But then you have to say to yourself, what what if they threw somebody more experienced that day? Like what what would Saint look the same? And I mean and his performance against Magic was really good, but you and I said it like there's a lot of things to still to improve on here. Like there's if, a lot if of potential. Was a spliff, but we'd all be high. Magic. Listen, <laughs> both have things to improve on. We're not gonna do that, France. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> both have things to improve on. But from where he was from not being talked about like that, except for like maybe the Cali circuit and shout out to Nico TV, who's always an advocate for Saint, to being in conversations for URL, whether people feel like he don't belong there or not. Like the man's name is in conversations all the time now, and it wasn't before. You know, RX has been bubbling out here. People have been talking about her already, but Saint really took that leap and put his name in the conversation of new guys in battle rap in general, you know, and he's put on every single battle that he's had, you know, and he ain't choked. And he, <laughs> he did the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, I'm okay with it because obviously it is, it is, there was neck and neck, but I just think there was a fair case no, for, a case. for RX. A case. It looks like... But- and look, the fan, the, the look, the people, them, the people, them spoke listen, very highly man, on this, lad. You know, a lot of fellas out there with the lotion out, and a lot of ladies with the massage oil. You know what I'm saying? Look, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this and much: I feel like Battle of the Year and Breakup Battle. 
I feel like Battle of the Year and Breakout Battle of the Year, they really had to cater to their young talent. These are guys are going to give max mm. contracts to on King of the Dot. And it's like, we got to make mm. these guys happy, right? Mm. Engineered. I mean, <laughs> potentially. I mean, if, it, if it's not fully transparent, I can assume that it was. The, and, the, and the last uh, award that I think is very fitting, most valuable battler on King oh, of the nice Dot, Sharon. Um, every, every single time Sharon's on a card, he's giving you a potential battle of the night. He's still battling at an extremely high level after 100, or I mean, not even 100, maybe like 70-something battles under his resume while being on television, while still like not even phoning it in at a high level, getting better, doing all these things, and uh, yeah. getting better at his flow, we're buttling more, it's freestyle. Like, too much fucking too value much, from bro. Sharon. So like, so that that wraps up the King of the Dot Awards and that yeah, wraps up man. my night, Vlad. Yo, thank you guys for rocking with us, man. Continue to be safe out there. Follow the show. Leave us comments on Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars. Holla at us. LTBR Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at Program V on Instagram and Twitter. Leave us a voicemail on Anchor. And until next time, man, see y'all once again. Peace. <laughs>